Hello and welcome to Football Bloody Hell and after a weekend where Arsenal embarrassed themselves, Harry Kane scored a late winner for Spurs and West Brom lost again, uh, we're going to stick to a similarly predictable lineup for the pod uh, with me joined by Green Street. How are you mate? Yeah, not too bad mate. Yourself? Just just thaw- just thawing out after uh, after a bit of five-a-side tonight I think, aren't you? I am, yeah. It's a t- difficult game. I'm sure the one but got beat. <laughs> Well, fortunately, fortunately for the listeners, we're not going to be dissecting your five-a-side uh, game oh, tonight. Kidding? We're going to be, think there are, <laughs> there are, there are a few more uh, interesting games going on over the weekend that we can we can spend a bit of time going through. Um, but um, but I guess we'll start with your favourite moment, Cowley. I'm assuming it's not from um, the uh, the Newcastle game down at Bournemouth at the weekend. Obviously, it's... a bit of a a blow um, after going two 0 up. I assume your favourite moment has uh, has come from out this weekend it has I've got a couple so since we missed one last week I'll have a couple of uh, favourite moments um, first one is um, Bobby Madley um, I don't know if you've seen it Southampton goal <laughs> great touch I mean it's not great for Newcastle of the Southampton getting um, a result at Burnley but the way it happened obviously impeded um, was it Ashley Westwood gets in the way and then as a referee you're thinking oh just please don't go it's like the 90th minute please don't go and then it was a one it was a foul it was a good finish like but it was a foul and obviously getting in the way of it so yeah, yeah. he's obviously just praying that nothing comes of it um and the equalized so yeah, I thought it's, that was quite... It's such a stinker, isn't it? And very, yeah. very Bobby, Bobby Madley-esque, isn't it? But it's, like, it's weird, like, I think he could have... I don't know if it's one of those. You know when you, you know you're in the way of something yeah. and whatever you do, you just can't seem to get out of the way of it. Yeah. I don't know if it was one of those, but it looked very... Tight. When you look at it, it's just like, like what is he doing? He's, he doesn't seem to be making... He seems to have frozen, doesn't really seem to be trying to get out of the way when it's obvious what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seemed like you could easily get out of the way, but I guess it's one of them. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's not a good result for ourselves, but it was quite funny watching it. Um, second one is just um, watching the Man City Arsenal game and just Gary Neville's assessment of Arsenal's reaction, just <laughs> so funny. Um, just obviously goes off on one. Uh, but very true, everything he says. Um, Bindless, um, just walking around the pitch. Um what else was he saying? Just an obvious disgrace. He's saying, obviously, Arsenal, not great at being defended, but they've always played good football. Now, it's not even good to watch. A lot of clubs are better on them. So, yeah, it was it was good to see him go off and one. It's not, it's not the first time he's done that at Arsenal. This, was it Liverpool? the Liverpool game earlier this season as well? Or just a few months ago? I'm trying to... Did he do that? I think we were away when that happened. Um uh, it was it was definitely a Super Sunday game, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a, another very similar Arsenal performance. Um, Ramsey, uh, I think in that particular game, he uh, yeah he went on record saying he was tempted to give Aaron Ramsey man of the match just so he could quiz him in the uh, in a post match interview oh, as really? to why he was so shit. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. So he's got some stored up against Ramsey in particular, but like the uh, the Arsenal team, so it's uh yeah, it's a it's a familiar so, refrain here, but you're sort of right. Yeah. Like, it's um, yeah. it, it's not as if Arsenal now are they're no longer that team that you know on their day are excellent, but they mm-hmm. just like they they muck it up and 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 don't always deliver consistently. Now I just they they're just flatly not that good, really. I don't think are they? Yeah, 
Well, not at all, no. Um, it was terrible. I mean, it started all right yesterday. Um, after the first 10 minutes, got in the game, had obviously a really good chance. And then after the Man City scored, didn't do anything since since that goal, really. Um, yeah, it was pretty easy for Man City in the end. Um, but just on that, <laughs> so it was a good video. It's going right. You probably, it's quite an old video, but you've uh, might have seen it. It was like Gary Neville hasn't been this angry since um, the phone call, you know, where some kid has his number from Bristol. Oh yeah, and he's like, "Who's Tony Adams?" <laughs> it's like, "Well, the Arsenal <laughs> centre back." It's like, "Why the fuck would Tony Adams have my number?" Um, yeah, so oh, that was I just brilliant. had to listen was to that. Just he, to that before. he lost it with him, didn't he? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, just to listen to that before I came on. Uh, started talking to you there, Mike. So, oh, I've forgotten about that. Was it? Did he start calling him a little knobhead or something like that? I can't remember what it was. Uh, but he, was he said he's going to set, like give his number to the police. Um, he went and just. Yeah, it's gone off on one, really. I don't know if he said that one, but yeah. He wasn't happy. <laughs> Maybe that's artistic license. I, I seem to remember there was something quite embarrassing about it when, when I heard it. But uh, Oh, yeah, but, yeah. He, he is embarrassing on it, just the way he's talking to this kid. I bet. Well, I bet he didn't realise that was going to be brought up again this uh, this weekend. But uh, if, Gary, if you if you're listening, <laughs> enjoy that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure that's probably not uh, certainly not the first time, and it probably won't be the last. It will hear Gary Neville kicking off um, about Arsenal or anyone else for that matter. Um, I'll just like go through one. I'm not sure if you saw the uh, the Palace Spurs game earlier in the day. Um, uh, yeah, Cowley. I watched it. Yeah couple of a uh, couple of moments from that um first of all uh, another Wayne Hennessy beast um I think he was sort of like saved by the fact that they had to immediately go after the after the footage of the Palace Spurs game finished out to immediately go to the uh, um to, to the Man U Chelsea game um so there wasn't really much analysis of it on on Sky but like it's just I know it's like ahead of some close range Harry Kane but it's just it's another Wayne Hennessy like goal conceded that pretty much goes down like the center of the goal he yeah. makes he makes finishes look good like so much better than they are and then you look back mm-hmm. at them and you're just like that is nowhere near that that is i mean that is well reachable for him and yeah. he gets a hand to it and it's just yeah. such a weak little Re- really sort of weak wave hand, isn't it? it yeah yeah like it's not as if it's not as if you know one of those ones where it's gone so quickly that you can't you know you, you can't react you react when it goes past you even if it's straight at you they're, they're hard but that one was like you know it's not an absolute bullet it's yeah. one of those where it's just like yeah you, you you turn it over the bar yeah a good keeper turns it over the bar like doesn't doesn't cover himself in glory in that it's just it's like when you play with your mates and like 11 the sides and someone outfield is not that good goes in net and like yeah it's not really that good of a header, and then obviously hasn't got strong hand to it. It's just really weak. Um, so yeah, not great. Another from... another for the Wayne Hennessy back catalogue. It yeah. nearly embarrassed himself as well. Take out as like when he took out Ben Davis, like a big shout, just yeah. like keeper's ball, <laughs> nowhere yeah. near it. Just just takes a lad out. Got away with that one as well. Like yeah, um, very very lucky there. D- deserved by um, Tottenham. It should have scored a few in the second half. Kane had a few chances. Well, a few of them had a few tra- good chances. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Just it just it just looked like it was going to be one of those days. I really it did, didn't. didn't it? It, just yeah. like, it just like nothing's going in here. Palace offered very little. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like Spurs, Spurs, Spurs certainly deserved it. Um, but uh, yeah, I suppose when when you got someone like Kane, he miss he did miss a few good, really good chances. To be fair, he did. Yeah. Um, early Unusual. in the game, but. Um, 
But you know, if you bring Damian Delaney on with six minutes to go, <laughs> uh, that that can happen. You, you can concede a goal, um, which is obviously a, a bit of a mare for Palace. But um, but yeah, it was uh, well deserved and a, and a big win for Spurs to to keep them to keep them yeah. touch up there. Um, just one more like last thing from from that game and uh, something you don't often see. Um, Serge Aurier, not only one foul throw, <laughs> but three foul throws in a game of Premier League football from one player. Yeah. It was just, I mean, unbelie- unbelievable. Yeah. And I think Pochettino was caught like saying afterwards, just like <laughs> he's got on record as like grabbing Aurier afterwards in a game and just saying like, what are you doing? You, you make it look like, it's, it's so embarrassing. You make it look like we work on nothing yeah. during the week on the training field. If you, you just turn up and do that. It's so weird, but yeah. you see so many throws in professional football, like watching the championship I do, and Premier League as well. Yeah. So many throws, it just like, well, that's a foul throw. Yeah. At, all, uh, <laughs> at the level I play at, it's like, that gets called as a foul throw like, yeah. all day long um, and, and never gets picked up. But um, yeah, Serge Aurier, not just a one, but but three foul throws for for a professional footballer. Wasn't um, he complaining the ref as well football. about saying they were, they were fine? Yeah, yeah, kicking off. It's just like you, you can't. You've, you've got to keep both feet on the floor. Serge, <laughs> so, so, I don't know what they were like on Sky as well. I think the, the co-commentator was like, "Oh yeah, I think he's overstepped the line." It's like, well, no, you can see he's just jumping in the air. <laughs> yeah. like, do, do you not know the rules either? Yeah. <laughs> like, you've got to keep your feet on the ground when you're taking the throw. It's the easiest part of taking the throw. Just keep your feet on the floor. Isn't he um, twenty-three million pound fullback? Can't take for us. Embarrassing. Get us on, get get us in the Spurs squad, Cowley. Yeah, he would have been <laughs> he would have been fine six quid at our club because we get if you do a foul throw you get two quid, um, which I'll never ha- it never happened to me because I play in centre so I never take a throw in. But um, there's, there's a few foul throws going on at ours, our club our oh, game, so. are, Yeah, same with ours, but like yeah, you get absolute dog's abuse for it yeah, like, do, that, yeah. like that, <laughs> and and the refs are a lot stricter with it than you yeah. see in, in league football. I guess they just don't they just don't expect it at like Premier League level. We're just like. That nah, that can't be. That can't yeah, be a foul throw. That's we'll it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, fair play, fair play. So that must be some sort of record. I think um, it's got to be in three foul throws in a Premier League game. I doubt he'll get a bonus for that. No. Um, but but fair play to him. Um, we'll just move on, Cowley. Um, I don't know, like if anything in the press this weekend for uh, the wanker with the pen section. Is anything particular? got your goat over the last couple of days um a couple over the last week um one being uh warnock saying about the differences between the fouls um in delph and the lad for cardiff against sani saying delph's tackle was a lot worse which i couldn't believe you saying it um, was was that on talk sport perchance he got himself oh, of course it was <laughs> um, this is where this part of the show I get it from really <laughs> just go on talk sport and yeah constantly he's on there um, most weeks isn't he but um, yeah he was saying the lad who his player was clumsy um, clumsy it's more than clumsy like it's a horrible tackle Delfts yeah. it's a bad tackle but I still for me it's not a red card but in this like 10 years ago it's obviously not a red card but Delph is more on the side of like, oh, that's yeah, it, yeah. You're right. It's clumsy. It's, it's a bit reckless, but it's not like it's not like a shocker. Yeah, you know, that, not like a like, oh, what what are you doing? Yeah, um, you he's, know, he just 
just a bit over exuberant, isn't it? Exactly. Stupid for giving a like ref a decision to make um, for doing that tackle. Especially just done half time as well. Um, so there's no need for it um, to do that tackle. But just for Warnock's reaction and saying hey, that tackle was worse than uh, the one on San is. is outrageous really he, he um, loves getting involved just any yeah. chance like pe- people had forgotten about that card of tackle by now now yeah. just like <laughs> loves to make this point he does, oh, does. He, I mean, he's been waiting he's been waiting for a city player to put in a, in yeah, a, in a tackle of like that a red card tackle get me exactly like... get me on that radio get me on sport <laughs> get big Allen. <laughs> get yeah. big Allen on the blower oh, exactly. it was like he, he got form for this I remember when Capello got appointed England manager I was back home in Suffolk and I was just like watching the BBC News channel and it was all on there um, the first person I have on to talk about Fabio Capello being the yeah. New England manager, <laughs> Neil Warnock. <laughs> <laughs> on, on you come. He yeah. must have called them. Yeah. He must have called them. Just like <laughs> get us on that. There's no way a producer's thinking, uh, who, sh- who should we get on to talk yeah. about the new manager for England, Fabio Capello? Oh, Neil Warnock's got this covered. <laughs> we'll get him, get him on. Yeah, of course uh, he has. Ludicrous, but, um, ludicrous, ludicrous character. I had another one today, just briefly. There it was Danny Murphy. Um, he was saying, obviously about Willian, saying, I don't know, you was saying, oh, I don't know how he wouldn't have, like, more the team last year, and he's like, I, I really like Willian, he's played really well this season, like, last couple of seasons, but like last season, for example, like, Pedro played well, they won the league, you can't really complain, and like, can't not play him as much, um, that yeah. was one, but two, we went, John Terry left too early, John Terry left too early, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, what do you want, he went for, obviously, a player, um, to have in the dressing room it's like how much are you going to give this John Terry how are you going to give John Terry to just sit on the bench and be that part of the, of the dressing room and be a leader there like I, it's you can't just say it's good for the dressing room and pay them this much amount of wages and never play a game nonsense like, isn't it what, yeah, what happened the last time when they won yeah. the league under Mourinho and then finished 10th that had that shocking season exactly. the season after yeah. when John Terry was in the dressing room it's yeah yeah Classic. Like Danny Murphy's getting increasingly and yeah, annoying. Increasingly annoying as a pundit. He is. But on on that point, I think it was Genius I heard as well on a similar note, um, talking about Willian, just like I mean, he just absolutely gushing over him, just like you know, I've always said, you know, being any team in team in a country like that, you know, and it's just like yeah, he's he's a very very good player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems a very yeah, everyone's sort of jumping on a bandwagon trying to trying to prove someone wrong when you know no one was no I, I can't remember anyone really kicking off about like Willian not getting the credit. He's deserves yeah like everyone everyone's well aware that he's a very good player yeah <laughs> and and goes on runs for it you know when he scores a lot of goals and, and you know i don't think anyone's ever questioned that it's not a surprise you know what i mean that he suddenly it's not like jamie vardy when he suddenly had that breakthrough season at leicester you're like oh christ where's this come from yeah it's like <laughs> willian at chelsea has always <laughs> yeah. been a very good performer yeah, yeah. Yeah. um but yeah what, what do we know eh? what do we mm-hmm. know exactly um i'll go back to another uh familiar sort of face in in this part of the section for us on so john cross famous uh famous arsenal fan john cross um uh, at the mirror um but talking about guardiola um this time i just switched on five live on my way home from work today and he was just like absolutely gushing about guardiola you know just like he's a class act i can't praise him highly enough and you know like you know just like you know giving him all the credit for Aguero's goal scoring, like for, for you know, just, just going completely overboard. And, with, you know, fair enough, he's doing a good job at the moment. But I thought, I'll have a look back at see see what John said about uh, about our Pep in, in the past. <laughs> um, j- 
just just this time last season um you have cross on sunday supplement um much to my delight just booting off absolutely yeah. <laughs> booting off about about guardiola really mockingly mocking people who were saying like oh it's a privilege to have him here he's brilliant um uh, in his own words it's like it's a bit like the emperor's new clothes he's basically just like just absolutely booting off of him still playing the joe hart card <laughs> this time last season <laughs> and saying that city are going absolutely nowhere um wind that forward a bit and he's a, he, he's an absolute class act we're lucky to have him etc 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 um so uh yeah i was i was quite pleased to, to dig that piece up but um I, as soon as i heard him um uh, on a soapbox all over guardiola i was like oh, i'm sure this time last season there are plenty of journalists very much in the mold of yeah. of, uh, of john cross that were kicking off about him saying well, he's a saying the fraud yeah I mean plenty of fans as well I mean Doggo were at what the um, Liverpool game um, was it New Year's Eve last year and Liverpool ah, won yeah. 1-0 um, but yeah just because we were next to the Man City fans so we were leaving going near where their bus is going but so we were walking along with them but some of the things obviously saying like he's got a couple more games and like you're saying fraud um, he's not good enough for this club he's not taking us anywhere looking like just like the Bravo and just the fence being like shite like where we're going we're getting worse and if you understand want him out um, he's got a few more games for me get them at the end of the season just obviously having the right go at him where are these fans now where are where are they Kelly indeed yeah. uh, I guess it just shows you how like we all get caught up in it as well like it just do, shows yeah. you how how instantaneous like we, we we want results and you get caught up in things it's you know it's only a, a year and a half in and, and now things are all rosy so um it's a, it's a long time a long time in football but um i couldn't i couldn't resist a, a chance to have a pop at uh, at mr cross um as he as he often gives course for so um i think that wraps it up for, for for that opening section of the pod today and sort of brings us on nicely to um to, to the main topic um today cowley and and just looking at talking about Chelsea uh, there and touching on the Man United game uh, it got me thinking really like Champions League qualification this year um obviously um and we can we can probably count Arsenal out of this because you know they're, they're, they're not going to do anything for the rest of the season but there's at least one other big team out of Chelsea um Man United Liverpool um uh, you know the and, and Spurs that aren't going to get Champions League football, um, yeah. that uh, budget and expect to get Champions League football year on year. Um, and it got me thinking what's going to happen, what, what, what the, you know, what's going to be the penalty for, for not making Champions League this year. You look at, you look at Chelsea, if they don't make it, um, what does that mean? Like Abramovich not digging as deep anymore. Is that going to impact, you know, the, the way they approach the next summer? Will Conte still be there? Um, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one because I think even if you're a very good team at the moment, which I still think Chelsea are a good team, yet there's a distinct possibility now that, that you're not going to get in, in the Champions League. There's six big teams up there, you know, if Arsenal resurrect themselves. Um, and there's a distinct possibility every year that, that, that two could, could miss out. So it's a, it's, um, it's, it's a big game on, on, on Sunday. And I think, uh, I think it was a, a bit of a blow really for, for Chelsea to, 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 to lose ground and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and and face really at United. It's um, it's uh, it's, it's a very poor result for them. I, I don't know how how you saw the game and 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 what what you where you think they go from here. Uh, yeah, I watched the game. I thought they were 
again un- unlucky like the idea to not come well obviously came as a result of the idea but to not get at least a draw yesterday especially going up like 1-0 up um, thought that had a couple of good chances obviously Murata again not on form um, had a couple of really good chances obviously scored as well uh, but it was given offside but yeah I think looking at the table now, um, Man City obviously win the league. Man U, I think, will get there. Liverpool on form at the moment. So I think you're looking at either Tottenham or Chelsea missing out, really. And Tottenham's form as well, I think. I think at the moment, the way Chelsea are playing, it's like Chelsea are going to be missing out, um, which, is, which is huge for them. And you think, obviously, what's happened with Conte over the past well, season, really. Uh, there's been a lot of falling outs and... The way he's been on the touchline, the way he's been with a few players, um, and he didn't want the players who've come in, and also his targets. The players who've come in, I don't think the ones who he obviously necessarily wanted. If you look at the likes of Drinkwater, even Barkley, are they really the players he targeted wanted to improve I, Chelsea? I completely forgotten Barkley on a, on a was title. there. To be honest, completely yeah. forgotten he was there. Yeah. So these are. So he's spending a bit of money, but not entailing the players who he really wants. Again, Matt leaving, Bakayoko coming in, being terrible. So it's the minute that we're on form, I don't think Chelsea are going to get Champions League. Obviously, like you, you talk about about Liverpool, Cowley, and and being confident that they're going to make top four. And um, ten games left of the season. Do, do you realistically think they're going to going to hold on to this form? They they've been absolutely flying of late. Is there a part of you that worries that they've uh, they've perhaps used up their their uh, their their charge their their great run and and there's going to be a a hiccup in in store for the end of the season? Um, it can always happen with Liverpool, uh, but I just think from them front three really, if they continue the form they're doing at the moment, um, I really can't put a path them not making it. Um, they're scoring goals, but defensively, I also think they'll be a bit better now with obviously Van Dijk coming in. So I think, and especially I tell you, he's improved. Well, not improved, but actually given the chance. Robinson left back. He's played really well on um, mm. Saturday. So I think defensively they're improving, uh, which it's about time. Uh, but uh, look at Salas continuing to score. And Firmino and Sane, uh, Mane are playing class as well. So I, I, I don't see them not making it really. Um, but you never know if Liverpool... True. Just on Salah, actually, uh, yeah, again, like another goal the weekend, just like ridiculous. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed a sudden counterculture of obviously he's been getting so much praise. Now they've started to come up articles and stuff coming out kind of just like saying, you know, like he's not great until he's done it three or four seasons in a row. It's just like, what? Just, just, just fucking enjoy him playing really well yeah. uh, what, what, don't I really hate how it has to like you have to like oh well too many people are praising him let's find an angle to sort of try and knock him down it's like yeah. well give him a chance like playing a, a few seasons in a row in the Premier League you know, he's been class in Serie A for the last yeah. year or two as well like you know he's not it's not just a it, obviously it's a, a an incredible season he's having but like give give him a fucking break just that, enjoy enjoy a player playing well yeah. just fed up of just like everyone thinking oh we <laughs> we need to find a negative angle on this just like it's just a bloke <laughs> playing really good football just, just yeah. enjoy it man scored 31 goals man even at Chelsea I remember watching I mean he didn't get much of a game time but glimpse of him you tell he was a good player obviously most of it was making appearances yeah. from the bench but he made an impact when he came on and I was always thinking at the time why is he not playing more 
because um, he looks a really good player and then he went to Serie A did really well for Roma and obviously come to Liverpool uh, I mean I'm shocked by how well he's played but I thought he would do well because um, I, like I said I've seen him at Chelsea and I thought he looked a good player I just never really got a chance with Mourinho um, yeah. like I say I'm very surprised what he did but again he's, he's performing most games he's going all types of goals and it's like it's like the same thing as kind of the Harry Kane and Mahrez they're like oh they're just going to do it one season with see if they can do it next season it's like it was just getting boring for like Harry Kane he's like oh right he's done it two seasons fair enough he's a good player it's like Mahrez <laughs> played really like he was unbelievable in that season to win the league not as well the next season but again this season been really good so like Again, they're just it's the same things that happen with these players, and I'm sure you'll be good next season as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's uh, it's just um, yeah, it's the culture that we live in now, isn't it? Or people always always looking for that 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 you know that un- that controversial angle. Um, but just on, on Liverpool as well, like I see that all of the um, English clubs at the moment just flying in it. Well, in a chat, well, Man City and Liverpool certainly yeah. flying four 0 and five 0 up after <laughs> after the first leg respectively. But then you look at Chelsea should have beaten Barca at home. Um, last week, like yep. hitting the post twice. Um, United obviously very happy with a nil-nil draw away at Sevilla who, <laughs> at the weekend. Of course they are. Got hammered um, four um, at home by Atletico Madrid. Um, on Liverpool Champions League, um, Cowley, do you think they can? Obviously, it looks like they're going to go through against Porto. Um, do you think they can? They can balance this with 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 the run in in the end of the league season, or do you think going further in the Champions League could could ultimately jeopardise their chance of qualifying again next year? Um, maybe I haven't really seen their fixtures. I need to have a look at them, but I think, like I say, they're comfortably through to the next round. Um, so by all means, they can play a bit of a weakened team next game. Um, throughout the the FA Cup now, really, so keeping everyone fit really I think I don't think it'll it's a momentum really thing and you, hopefully they get a decent draw in the next round but obviously it's a lot of good teams now in the quarterfinals but I don't think it'll um, interrupt too much unless they get a major injury um, to say for example Salah uh, but they've got people to come in like Lorna's back from injury even like the likes of Chamberlain playing well now at the moment um, he's coming on form I, 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 for me I think they're a lot stronger than Chelsea um, and I think they're playing a bit better than Tottenham so even could get second to be honest they're better than Man U at the minute but yeah like this is, this is the thing again it surprised me again it keeps surprising me when you, when you look and Man U after that game I was like oh they're second yeah um, just like because I know they, they did improve that second half but like first half you look at that again you're like Chelsea Chelsea all over them here yeah um, that first half Man U like, offered very very little, really, yeah. um, and squeeze the goal out, and obviously, obviously, you know, turned it around in the second half. But I, yeah, I don't see in Man U like a consistent um, sort of a unit, um, a team that you know that'd be dangerous. When when you look at Liverpool, you've got obviously that front three that are absolutely devastating. You look at Spurs, and they're so tight at the back, and you know you've got you know one of the best balanced midfields in in the league, and, and Kane obviously. Um, but yeah, United. It, it's weird that they, they don't strike me as a as a team with 
particular strengths in any specific part no. of the <laughs> part of the pitch. Yeah. Um. Certainly not con- consist as consistent as some of the other teams. Yet they're yet they're second. Um. <laughs> to you know to, to to give them credit, but um. Uh, yeah. There, there's something about them that that doesn't sit right with me at the moment. I had the exact same conversation with a couple of in WhatsApp who would support my new from uni. I just like after the game, I was like, "How are you second? Like again, watching you, and you shouldn't have won." But obviously they started off this the season not too badly and won games three or four nil, then it dried up a bit, but yeah. Had a, had a quite a few draws and not scoring, it's just how they've done that position. Um whereas I see them Liverpool stronger and Tottenham both better teams than Manu. Um and it's like how am I new second, but never mind. Agreed. Um, you never but, know. We'll we'll see we'll we'll see where it ends at the end yeah. of the season. But um, but I, just, I think yeah. But touching the Champions League, it's just good to have, uh, like being dominated again. Um, obviously it's been pretty dire since what Chelsea won it in two thousand and twelve. Um, because we had a domination between like two thousand and five and two thousand and nine, and never yeah. ever since. Like the top team, we're not just like getting beat off the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona it's getting beat off the like you can add like Monaco and that Ajax these have been better than obviously the, the top English sides and we haven't really done much in the last five years um, so it's good to see um, that at least obviously two definitely going forward and you'd think you'd hope Tottenham beat Juventus and then Man U should beat Seville so you're looking could be three or four teams in the quarterfinals yeah yeah, absolutely. And I, I wouldn't even put it past Chelsea beating Barca. Um, they, I mean, they, they probably think they missed a chance in the first leg, but I think they're all decently, decently positioned. Um, to be fair, well, certainly Man City and Liverpool are. Yeah. Um, of those first round legs, and it, yeah, it would be. Uh, I think we finally got this, but yeah, after that period of dominance where it yeah. was, you know at least two in the semi-finals every year for, for quite a few years. Um, we, we've struggled a lot of late, so it'll be, it'll be good to have some interest come the end of the, uh, the back end of the Champions League, but, but also interesting to see how each of those teams balances um, those big midweek games with, uh, with, you know, with the league running um, and whether they can actually qualify again um, next year. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting end to the season. Um, uh, that is, that is without doubt. Um, I think, uh, we just about covered, um, covered everything from, from the weekend that, that we want to go through Cowley. Um, just finish off with a, a bit of a, a retro, um, look back, um, a, a Newcastle themed, um, retro section this week. Um, I know we went on last week, um, but it was, uh, so Bobby Robson's, um, would have been, uh, would have been 85, um, the other week. Um, so I thought it was a good opportunity to have a, a brief look at his time at Newcastle. Obviously, the obligatory gag that you were about two years old um, when, uh, when when he was getting a qualify for the Champions League in the early 2000s. But um, hopefully, you'll remember some bits and pieces. Um, <laughs> but um, but but it but it's a uh, it's quite. If you look back at when he when he took over the the club, it was. Um, a hell of a lot of trouble. Rude Hullet had uh, Rude Hullet had just left. The, the the club were bottom of the league. Um, a hell of a lot of negativity around the place. Shearer had been dropped for the for the Sunderland match, um, and Robson comes in first home match in charge. Beats nearest rival Sheffield Wednesday just the eight nil. Just yeah. Um, to 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 open it up, and uh, I think it's just a 
that game in itself and you it's just a window into um you know the positivity that he brought back to the club and 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 how he get the very best out of all, all those players during his time there um uh, i mean he finished obviously 11th in the, in the first season but you can see in those first couple of years he built it was building a, a really exciting young team um going into to, to 2001 and 2 when when obviously he finally uh well, he got him back into the Champions League with a with a fourth place finish. Um, but but more famously for you know from my memory as a, a non Newcastle fan was that the famous Inter Toto Cup final against Troyes, <laughs> yeah. um, the the four all, which yeah. um, I don't know if you remember, but we went to Troyes um, during the Euros, Cowley, didn't we? Um, the the other year. Yeah. Um, Keep went there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, well, exactly. And. You know, for for a team steeped in football history, having been in the Intertoto Cup final just uh, a handful of years before, um, they just like seem like they, they they refuse to put on the the European Championships being held in their country, lest we forget, um, in pretty much every bar in the town, yeah. which was a, a very weird, very very weird um, place. So um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not sure what that that was the the finest moment of Robson's career, not being able to overcome them in a in the Toto Cup. Cup final um, but that always sticks in my mind from from that team um obviously went on to bigger and better better things you know the likes of Laurent Robert and Craig Bellamy coming in um I just remember you as a, a really exciting young side going in there in the, in the early 2000s um you know consecutive Champions League um qualifications um and just really just just very Bobby Robson-esque, bringing the smile back on, on onto the, you know, to, to to the club and 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 the positivity, um, um, of what after what had gone before, you know, Dalglish and Hullet, um, had uh, had flattered to deceive after 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 the excitement of Keegan's reign, but um, but but Robson, yeah, just just coming back as a long lost son of of uh, of the northeast, really, and and turning things around again. I just have very fond memories of. Of that 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 young team and uh, and you know such an entertaining and uh, exciting team to watch. Um, obviously, it had a bit of skin in the game with Kieran Dyer and Titus Bramble from uh, from the old Ipswich days and, and yeah. Darren Ambrose up there. Um, but um, but it was uh, it, always always an exciting team to watch and uh, and uh, and some some happy memories I'm sure from uh, from, from from the early 2000s up there for you guys. Yeah, great memories. As you said, before that, before obviously like Keegan left and Dagleish and well, it hadn't been even though we got a cup fight, it hadn't been a great couple of years. And when Hullet left, obviously we were in a relegation zone. Uh, it wasn't really looking good and coming and winning nil. Um, from that result it just turned around really quickly. Um started winning games really. Um and he's obviously for a couple of years he took us from from being bottom of the league to to um, Champions League, really, um, and some really exciting teams, uh, squads we had at that time. I mean, if you look at across our midfield, we had at the time we had Robert, one wing, Solano, Kieran Diane, Gary Speed, with Shearer up top with Bellamy. <laughs> yeah, who's holding there? Yeah, yeah. Um, so such an exciting team, but um, it's kind of my. I was always a bit too young to remember the kind of days, but under Dag, obviously definitely Keegan, Daglish, and Hullet. Uh, I remember a few games, but it was really when I started going to games more was was under Robson, um, and he did. Like said he brought a smile back and brought the like closer connection between the fans and the club really, um, and there's some great times. 
of the you look at competing for the league as well I mean 2001-2002 we beat Arsenal and went top of the league at Christmas unfortunately yeah. we couldn't keep that going and probably injuries and like I say we weren't as good as Arsenal but um, and then Champions League getting beat three games at the start and then first club to ever lose the first three games and come back and win three games and like them games are just stuck in memories and uh, it was a great time for the club um, them games and like I said constantly getting in Champions League and at the top off the table really and it was just from getting back them days what obviously we had under Keegan um, and obviously disappointing years under Daglish and Hill and then for Robson it was, it was a great time and I um, actually interviewed um, Nagos Davidas at the weekend me and Ben. Oh yeah. Um, so that was quite interesting. But just any time, obviously he played under all three managers, and we obviously asked him who was the best. To, obviously we we knew the answer was going to be Robson, but it was just kind of the reasons why and the differences between them, and um, it was a fact. Just like the kind of the special bond you have with the players, really. Um, and he you could just, he made you much better player than you were, um, and he had the belief mm-hmm. in you really um, compared to that too, where they weren't as really close to the players. Um, and tactically is is a lot different and the styles of training the styles of play really so obviously we knew he was going to say Robson but it just said the difference it was just so good to play under Robson and being a part of that team at the time so yeah um, it was good to get the view and hear his views on it yeah, you can you can see that as well. It's not surprising if you look at like all around the world where he's like whether it's uh, Ipswich or PSV or or Barca or you know Newcastle like for England, he was loved by by you know for, by his players and, and the fans. And you you can see you can see why you know he engendered that you know that that positivity and you know bring in like both the style of his football and um, and his attitude, his love of the game. And it's a really nice quote from him actually that that just sums it up and, and why people loved uh, you know what he brought to the game um, that, that that you can find. So uh, what is a club in any case? It's not the buildings or the directors or the people who are paid to represent it. It's not the TV contracts, the get-out clauses, the marketing departments or the executive boxes. It's the noise, the passion, the feeling of belonging, that pride in your city. It's a small boy clambering up the stadium steps for the first time, gripping his father's hand, gawping at the hallowed stretch of turf beneath him and without being able to do a thing about it, falling in love. And I think that just that yeah. sums up really just like how like why call, like yeah. he bought such positivity around mm-hmm. like just like an absolutely insane love for for football and and the emotion in it and i think you know players and fans alike really um really identified with that and it's um yeah it's uh yeah it must have been a, a great time to be a uh, to watching the team and and just uh fingers crossed at some point it can uh, yeah it's, you know, um... can, can, can return to, to, to days and evenings like that well it's never got the height of that i think the best is what we've had is a uh... Fifth place finish with Pardew and some great trips though in the Europa League, but hopefully Champions League under Rafa next season. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the the best thing what Robson as well is just um, it's getting people's names wrong. Um, and the oh, whole yeah. what the whole I think Shola um, saying oh what does he call you obviously Carl Court. Uh, <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, it was funny if you've interviewed it didn't know the players' names, which was um, the obviously the Davidas in the um, the talk. Not us, but when we had the talk afterwards, he went. I think he did it deliberately. Sometimes 
he's smarter than that but I don't know if he did but yeah it was um, always funny to hear about them stories oh yeah there's there's plenty of those abounding certainly from his England days as well um, that, that you hear but um, I mean yeah an all round a great man and a and a, a, a brilliant football man um, as part of our, our retro section today so it's nice to look back um, Cowley I think that that sums us up really for, um, for the weekend's action thanks for for coming out of the cold and, and joining us this week and um, yeah I'm sure we'll be back again um, next week to, to do it all over again cheers